Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Eric Mann. Big Ten Football Media Days are next week. We share the questions we hope to get answered in Indianapolis. We've got some basketball news as well. All that and more on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, you see my man, Polar Bear Pete, dominate the Home Run Derby a couple nights that was, ago. That was fantastic, considering I, I bet on him to win, so I, I very thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed that. <laughs> there you go. So did I. I mean, you know, the guy, not the favorite. I, that won't be the case in future years. This guy looks like he's just going to win this thing for the next decade. Dominant. He was a machine. Like, it's literally, the, the guy who was pitching to him was just grooving him down the middle, and it's just... And he was hitting them four five hundred feet like every time. It seemed like that was impressive. That was sweet. And it seems like he was enjoying it too. It's good to see a guys guys that actually want to be there and compete and instead of just being there to oh yeah, I was begged to come and I'm here. So well, I think he makes more money winning the home run derby than his salary, right? He does. Yes. Right, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I would be excited too if my pay doubled you know yeah two two years ago i mean it's the same deal you know he, he was getting even less and you know made a million off of it uh so yeah <laughs> it is you know that wouldn't mean much to some of these players but yeah it does certainly does does to him yeah so we'll see i'll uh be in pittsburgh this weekend hoping to see my mets weather permitting beautiful stadium there so See how it goes. You know, I've always meant to ask you guys too. I have this, it just sits right here at, at, at my desk as we talk. My daily office trivia calendar. Do you guys, but I guess I can't say I've ever discussed the show, The Office, with you too, to know if you are fans. I'm getting a no shake from Aaron. Yes, I am a, an office fan. All right. Dwight offers what kind of lessons as part of his secret Santa gift? Yeah, that's a tutorial. It's not karate. That's yeah, what I no. guessed. That's what I guessed. It's yeah. not karate. Paintball lessons. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And and then then there's today's as well because of its early streetcar system. Scranton is also known by what nickname? I knew this one. I didn't know that's how it got the nickname, but I knew it. It's been a couple of years since I watched it through, but yeah, no, that's, the that's Electric good. City. I could remember it from their little their little song, Lazy Scranton. They call it that uh, because of the electricity. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> an episode of Office Trivia. Okay, so like we said, we've got we've got a few different things to talk about. Some some hoops news, I guess, and you know some observations from what's been happening on the court recently. You know, maybe some MLB draft talk uh, as it relates to the Wolverines. But first and foremost, Michigan football. Big Ten media days are next week. Aaron, you'll be there in Indianapolis. 
hoping to talk. Well, we'll, we'll be talking to to Jim Harbaugh and you know some players as well. It's been a while, yes. Yeah, we did not have Big Ten media days in person last year. I'm trying to remember if we had like a press conference thing or not. I think we did, but it was definitely virtual over Zoom. So things are kind of getting back to normal. This is at least the first step. Um, usually, typically in previous years, Big Ten Media Days is held in some type of hotel, conference, ballroom. This year, it's going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium inside the stadium. I don't know how this thing's going to look exactly, but it's definitely going to be more spaced out, more wide open. But yeah, all the coaches will be there from every team. We're getting some players. Uh, they're all TBD. I don't have a list, so we don't know which Michigan players are going to be there. But anyway, it's going to be the first time really in over a year, shoot, shoot 18 months really, since we've had really one-on-one interaction with Jim Harbaugh and the players. Now, everything last year was pretty much virtual over Zoom or, or, or some type of video teleconference. Uh, it looks like the, it seems like the Big Ten is heading in the direction of everything being in person again, which it makes sense. It sounds like most of these stadiums, if not all of them, are going to be open in some form or fashion this fall. Fans are going to be allowed back in. So the the, the step toward normal is, is, is here, I guess. It seems like it's been a long time since we've even talked with anyone within the program, even virtually, too. So Right. Although yeah, we, that, we did get we did get Sean Nua uh, a few weeks ago at a recruiting event in, in person, but yeah, as far as Harbaugh or some players, it's been seems like spring practice was like three years ago. Aaron, I think I might have a couple bucks still on my uh, Lucas Oil concessions uh, gift card, you know, voucher from from NCAA <laughs> tournament coverage. I can can give Send to it you. <laughs> it's a massive, a massive building. Uh, so yeah, you got to certainly figure out where you're going in and where you're you know, where things are happening and where you're going to do your writing. You don't want to be leaving stuff, you know, at a table when, and then you have to walk a couple miles to, to, to get to your next stop. But yeah, so I guess let's start with like, what, what are those questions we we're going to ask, even if, you know, we don't get answers, what, what are kind of the, the, the top ones uh, heading into next week? Well, the number one topic I think everyone wants to know and, and is going to ask about, and this is really no different from any previous years, but it's the quarterback position. I mean, I think coming into this year, the, the assumption is, and this going off of what happened at the end of last year, Cade McNamara is the guy. But again, you know, J.J. McCarthy, as the, the coaches have said, that J.J. McCarthy is number two in the depth chart. Where does he fare at this point? And then you've got the wild card here with the grad transfer from Texas Tech, Alan Bowman. Now he's Interesting at this point in time because, A, he has not enrolled at the University of Michigan. I, in fact, went check this morning just to double check. He's still not in the directory. However, I've been told he's been in Arbor for a couple of months now. So he is apparently hanging out around the team. It sounds like he's probably going through some workouts with some of his teammates. Um, but until he's officially enrolled and Michigan has introduced him, I don't think Jim can mention him or talk about him, which is going to get kind of weird if he starts getting asked about the quarterback position. But either way, um, they have called Cade McNamara their starter coming out of spring. Matt Weiss, new quarterbacks coach, has said that. Jim Harbaugh has said Cade is number one in the depth chart at this point. Um, so I, I think you know the pressure on Cade is unique this year because of the way he won the job last year, kind of coming off the bench and you know just flat out playing better than Joel Milton. So he's going to be you know I think the face of this football team at least right now. Whether that changes or not going to, in, the, in the fall camp remains to be seen because I'm sure there will be some type of competition. I don't think Alan Bowman is coming in with the expectation of riding the bench and or being number two. And whether he wins a job is a different story. But the quarterback, I think, is by and far, I think, the most interesting storyline with this team. Uh, but certainly it's not the only one. I thought a couple outlets projected Bowman to be the starter this year in, in recently released magazines. 
Yeah, it would not surprise me if he went to John. And again, I've been asked this question a ton by folks about the quarterback position, and, and I, I keep I keep bringing it up because there's some folks that forget he's even coming in because uh, you know he announced I think last fall it was brought up you know this winter that he, he's been tweeting about coming to Michigan, but Michigan still hasn't officially announced him, added him to the roster. He's still not in the directory, and still so until all that happens, I don't know how much again you know they can they they can mention. So I don't know what the assumption is from the Michigan coaching staff, you know, in, in previous years, obviously when Shea Patterson came in and, and John O'Cord and the like, the coaches have always said that, you know, this is a competition. They're not coming in to automatically get the job. Now, that being said, if you look at Alan Bowman's, you know, uh, resume, his track record, he just, he's flat out more experienced than Cade McNamara. He's started more games. He's played more games. He's been more productive at the college level. Um, now, obviously, the, the Big 12 and, and the Big 10 maybe are a little bit different from a defensive perspective, but nonetheless, he is, he's shown that he can play at a high level. Question for him, and again, I don't know if we're going to get any answers to this next week, um, is how quickly he can adapt and get kind of get, you know, ingratiated this offense, get familiar with his teammates, and, and you know whether or not he has enough time to win the job. Now, could he do it midseason? Could we see a similar situation from last year where, you know, like Milton, maybe McNamara faults, falters and, and Bowman gets the job? We'll see. Um, but he's certainly he's certainly going to be in the conversation here. Yeah, it looks like uh, Phil Steele told the Wolverine that he he projects Bowman to be the starter, and, and Pro Football F- Focus also paid Bowman as a starter. So yeah, that will be fascinating to to follow throughout uh, fall camp and leading into the the first week of the season. I'd be really curious to know what Cade McNamara thinks of all this, and I don't know if he's going to be in Indianapolis next week to talk to the media. I hope he is because it would be a good, good question to ask him. You know, what does he make of a grad transfer coming in to try and take his job? Because you know that's what Alan Bowman wants to do. He wants to come in and win the starting job. That's why he's coming to Michigan. In fact, I spoke to Alan Bowman's um, high school coach, former high school coach, the other day for a story coming up here on him. He said Alan got had several offers from some other Big Ten schools, including one that basically told him he could come in and be the starter, right? right away but he wanted to go to michigan he wants a michigan degree he wants to show that he can compete at the big 10 level and and at a a high profile school like michigan and win the job so there's a certainly an assumption that he's going to come in and win whether he does you know i don't know mcnamara is an interesting spot right now because he just didn't play a ton last year we didn't see a lot of him yes he started the game yes he came in and played well at times he just doesn't have the experience so it's going to be interesting off season, fall camp. Um, I just, but again, I, I don't know how much of that's going to be able to be discussed next week, which is, I think, interesting in and of itself. But so he's not enrolled yet, as far as you know. Correct. He's not in the directory. Uh, Michigan spokesman has not has not responded. Uh, they haven't they haven't said anything. He hasn't been announced by the team. Um, but he, you know, he's here. Like like I said, I spoke to his, his former football coach. He's been here a couple of months, so he's clearly here, ready to play football. I would expect him to be, you know, enrolled sometime in the next couple of weeks because he has to be to start fall camp. Uh, keep in mind, it's important to point out he is a grad transfer, so he he graduated from Texas Tech. He doesn't necessarily need to enroll at this point because they're not going through any te- any, any official practices or workouts. But once fall camp gets gets kicked off here in early August, for the next couple of weeks, he'll ha- he'll have to be. In, yeah, uh, in I mean, I could speak to this from the men's basketball basketball side they got a grad transfer this year Devonte jones and again the formal announcement was way after him announcing he was he was coming part of that was the holdup from also to clearing for the nba draft but but even after that became clear there was a delay and it's because of you know paperwork involved and actually you know applying to the school getting accepted and and, and things like that and then you know some in some cases michigan just decided not to make a big deal out, about it maybe but so he hasn't like been acknowledged by like any coach in any interview yet or anything either his name has not really been spoken his name sure. has not come up no. but that that will change next week we imagine uh 
you know, one way or the other. But yeah, it is interesting. Like you said, uh, at, at the top, you know, the just lack of continuity at the quarterback position for Michigan. I guess you had Shea Patterson after his, you, you kind of knew when he came, he was probably going to be the starter. And certainly after that first year, when he came back, you, you knew he would be again. But, you know, in, in the years since and in a long stretch before that, I don't know, you got to go back to maybe like Devin Gardner, you know, knowing that a guy who started the, uh, one particular year was definitely your guy the next year. And yeah, having a, you know, several good options is a good thing, but if it's like several mediocre options and that's not ideal. Yeah. If you, if you recall back in 2018, it was certainly a point of contention with Wilton Spate when he just, when his decision to transfer, he was told outright beginning of the year that he wasn't the, the, you know, the, the guaranteed starter. He was going to have to work for the job and it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. So, but this is, you know, this isn't, obviously this isn't new. This is something Jim Harbaugh has, has preached since he's gotten to Michigan. He likes competition. He feels like, you know, he, he doesn't feel like he owes anyone anything and he wants his quarterbacks to earn it. Um, and, and that's certainly going to be the case, I think, here in fall camp between Cade McNamara, um, Alan Bowman, and, and, you know, to some degree, J.J. McCarthy, because I don't think he's necessarily miles and leaps and bounds below these two either. I think McCarthy is obviously the future, as, as you know, folks um, tend to think. He's a five-star recruit. He's certainly talented. Um, but he's got he's got some time to he's gonna have to work his way into you know being a college quarterback and that's that's not easy I mean that's it's rare where we see a true freshman quarterback come in to a big time program win the starting job and become a superstar right away it just rarely happens so it's gonna take some time for him meanwhile you know Michigan's got to figure out what they have here in Keith McNamara because look you know he looked good at times last year but he's certainly not you know a bona fide you know the, the guy at this point Bowman as I said is is certainly more experienced he's been around a lot longer. He's going to have an opportunity here, I think, to win the starting job. And give me a uh, another question or two, Aaron or Ryan. Uh, you know that we want to we want to ask next week. For me, I, I still want to know more about what this defensive scheme is going to look like. I mean, they've had more time to implement it. They had spring practice to kind of get these these players acclimated to to Mike McDonald's new scheme. So yeah, let's hear. I like what's the personnel going to be look like? Are, I mean, how many like defensive tackles are going to be on the field? Like, is it just going to be Christopher Hinn, or are you going to have like Mozzie Smith and Donovan Jeter on the field with Hinn at the same time? Is Aiden Hutchinson really going to not line up with his hand in the dirt more often than not? Like, I mean, it would be nice to get a few more answers as to kind of what uh, what the scheme and personnel is going to look like when when they take the field for their opener. It's it's a good one, you know. It's something McDonald's been asked a couple times now. He has he's been kind of you know dodgy about, and I don't know if that's because he generally doesn't know, did or at least didn't know at the time what they wanted to do or how things were going to look shape out with the personnel. But I think more importantly, the question that that needs to be posed to him is where he sees his defensive scheme a year from now. Like, what is his grand vision for this thing? Because look, the reality is they don't have the talent or the type of player they necessarily want to play this thing. But but they got to work with what they have, and that's always the case when. Whenever coaching staffs change, philosophies change, schemes change. You know, Michigan's working with you know bare bones to begin with. I mean, they were they were thin and defensive tackle to begin with. They're certainly thin at linebacker, so they've really got to accentuate their positives. And the positives are they've got some decent guys in the ends. They've got some experienced guys at linebacker. They just don't have enough of them. So it's like you got to put guys in certain positions to succeed. And and I think that's why you're gonna you're gonna see some type of form of and it, look, I, I think they're going to do some four three, but you're going to see a heavy amount of three four, three three five this year. Where and we've we've heard it already. Aiden Hutchinson playing kind of more of an outside linebacker role. Taylor Upshaw doing the same. Where they're hand off the dirt, rushing the quarterback, 
and they're going to throw some big bodies up front, which is something we haven't seen a ton the last couple of years with Don Brown. So it's going to look different. You know, I don't, I don't know if McDonald clearly knows what, what it's going to look like at this point, as he has said, um, but certainly now he's, you know, good, 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 what, four or five months into the job. He's got to have some better idea of kind of, you know, I, I have to think. You would hope so. You would hope so. And uh, I mean, yeah, like even a guy like Michael Barrett, like where is he going to fit in? Like, it seems like he would be a guy that would need to put on a lot of weight to fit in this new scheme and, and to move positions. So we haven't really heard much about him. Um, the cornerback position still a big question mark. I mean, are they going to rely on Jamon Green and Vincent Gray again? It seemed like Jamon really was starting to break through late in the late in last year, but then Vincent Gray really struggled, and there's not a lot of proven commodities behind him. Is this the year that an Andre Selden or, or Darian Green Warren kind of take control and, and move up the depth chart? I, I think Michigan is during, to have a successful year. They're going to need a lot of guys to surprise and kind of come out of nowhere to be really competitive because just looking at the depth chart right now, it's like, all right, yeah, you know, you have Dex and Hill, you can put out there, Brad Hawkins and, and Aiden Hutchinson who are above average players in the big 10. But outside of that, it's you're going to need some guys to really fill some roles and, and step up in a big way. And and to surprise folks, I think is going to be really difficult to share given the fact that this is just a new scheme. You're going to see a lot of guys who Maybe if this defense, this defensive staff had stayed and they, you know, they had kept the same system, maybe it would have taken that next step this year. But because they're changing so much and playing so many guys, maybe not out of, I don't say out of position, but like in different roles than they're used to, you're gonna, I think you're gonna see a lot of guys slow out of the gate. And I think that's why you're gonna see the defense struggle this year. But going back to Michael Barrett, it's a good point you brought up. You know, I'm surprised he didn't transfer this year. We saw so many guys, so many linebackers, especially depart, leave, hit the transfer portal after Don Brown was dismissed. I thought he was genuinely was going to be one of them he was a don brown recruited guy they were grooming him to be i mean he played viper he he was that type of that type of guy don brown liked who could play different positions and i don't know how well he's going to fit into this scheme now look they're probably going to play him just yeah. because he's the most other than josh ross he's the most experienced guy so they got really they don't really have anything else to work with so we're gonna have to kind of like plug him into some role where he can excel you know maybe he's lost weight maybe he's, he's gained some weight I, I don't know to fit a certain role but yeah, I'm surprised he didn't leave. But you're right. Defensive backs are going to be interesting. I think safeties will be fine. Don't be surprised if you see a lot of five. They use a lot of five defensive backs, whether that's a you know a three three five, like I said, or like according to typical you know three four. But they're they're going to have to do some things. I think to hide some of their their weaknesses. And last year, quite frankly, the cornerbacks were the probably the biggest weaknesses on the team, as you saw in the games against Michigan State and Indiana. Yeah, I mean, if when you're adjusting to these these new schemes, I mean, you got to be reacting and not thinking before you react and if you if you're a fringe player regardless and you're having to take an extra split second to think about what what you're supposed to do that that could uh create some lead to some big plays drawn the other way but we'll see he, he we just don't know at this point and that's what the fall and and media days might might answer some of those questions i keep bringing this point up in interviews i'm gonna keep hammering this home when michigan changed offensive coordinators in 2019 they brought back so many so many guys. It was talented. You, you brought back a starting quarterback. You brought back, bought, brought back experienced offensive line. You had some talented playmakers on the outside. And look how look how long it took them to get going from an offensive standpoint. Obviously, offenses and defenses are totally different and everything else. But now he's Michigan changing schemes. They have a new coordinator in. They lost a bunch of guys. They just don't have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, to, especially at every position. So uh, to expect them to come in and, and play well this year, I think it's just it, it's not, not realistic. Michigan's really going to struggle on defense. 
I, I think there's there'll be some situations where they can try and kind of plug the holes and do it the best they can. But against the Big Ten's elite, Ohio State, Penn State, maybe Wisconsin, even they're really going to struggle. So it's it's going to be, I think, a trying year for them. We'll get into more as, as the season goes on, but there's going to be some struggles on the defensive side of the ball, and even, probably even more so than last year. Good points all around, uh, and I'm sure there there are many more questions as well to be asked. But you know, those are those are the main ones, and we'll you know we'll have coverage of of the media days, of course, and 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 kind of talk about what comes out of it, you know, afterwards. And we said we're going to hit on some other sports, so so let's do that. So there's some news from the men's basketball program. Uh, you know, one of the six freshmen that that make up the number one recruiting class in the country, Caleb Houston, performed well on the international stage with Canada's under-19 team in the FIBA World Cup in Latvia. Uh, he was the Canada's leading scorer, 17 points a game. They won the bronze medal. Only loss came to eventual champion United States. Uh, it was a close game. Caleb Houston played well. I mean, he's known as a you know, deadly three-point shooter. Uh, that wasn't really the case in this tournament. He, he struggled a little bit with this shot. Percentages weren't great, but, you know, he scored in other ways. And, you know, those who were actually there in attendance were were impressed by what they saw. So he will be, this is Wednesday. We're recording this. He'll be arriving in Ann Arbor tonight. Whether he joins the team for practice tomorrow remains to be seen. We'll see how they they handle it with you know, him coming off international competition. They had a training camp leading up to it, but he'll be in Ann Arbor at least ready to to join his teammates. You can read on MLive.com slash Wolverines right now, you know, a story about what the first few weeks of practice have have looked like. Um, you know, talk to assistant coach Phil Martelli uh, to get insights on mostly the newcomers, you know, the freshmen, uh, the other five, and uh, Devontae Jones, a graduate transfer point guard, you know, as well as any, you know, surprises or, or things that, you know, changes from, from players from, from when we last saw them last season. So I don't know. I thought it was some good stuff from, from Martelli. Um, so you can, you, know, you can read, read that story for more. Um, yeah, as far as recruiting, there was a just live evaluation period. So coaches were, you know, kind of all over the country watching players and in some case uh, offering some scholarships. Uh, again, you can read about that on, on MLive.com. Ernest uh, Uday Jr., the most, recent that we know of to have received a a scholarship offer a center in in this 2022 class so michigan has offered you know a few a few big men in this class it'll it'll be interesting to see you know which one they end up uh they end up landing but um yeah very very active on the trail actually actually able to get out there now in person and, and see the see these players so we said we'd close with uh mlb draft just happened this week and uh, a few Wolverines were chosen. Yes, right? Yes, three of them. The uh, Now, Michigan's had at least three selections in every draft since 2015, which uh, says a lot about a, a program in the northern uh, part of the United States. Uh, had another second-round pick this year for the third straight year, and it was left-handed pitcher Stephen Hajar, tall left-handed pitcher, and he went to the Minnesota Twins at in the second round 61st overall i believe um and then shortstop benjamin sems uh graduate transfer from kansas he was taken in the 15th round by the colorado rockies had a really solid year was one of three players to start all 46 games for michigan this season batted over 300 had some extra base pop and then uh, the final player that was drafted was right-handed pitcher blake beers 
Uh, had had a rough rough year in 2021 with an ERA over eight, uh, but still features a, a high 90s fastball. I'm sure the Oakland A's or yeah, the Oakland A's who drafted him will hope will be a, a project type of of draft pick, and hopefully they can kind of harness some of that uh, pitching potential at, at the minor league level. So yeah, overall a decent showing in another draft that was shortened to 20 rounds this year. Remember last year's was only five, and Michigan had four players go last year. So maybe next year I'm not sure it'll go back up to its uh, I think 40 40 rounds or I think around there, but we'll see. It's rare that I have an opinion on a player that the Mets draft. Uh, you know, I don't really follow. You know, it's again following the high school players or some of these college players to to know. But I did in this case their first round pick at number ten overall. They got Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt. I certainly remember that, was a that steal that name. <laughs> yeah, from you know a uh, couple couple years ago in the in the College World Series and. Yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, he's he's a stud, huge kid, and big arm, and all that. After that freshman year, everyone was saying like teams were going to tank for Kumar, um, <laughs> just because he was kind of that highly thought of, and he still is. And I, I don't think anyone expected him to drop all the way to ten. So that was a, a real nice pickup there for for the Mets. There you go. All right, start and end with some you know on somewhat uh, unrelated talk. That's how we do it here on Wolverine Confidential. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode and continue to read on mlive.com slash Wolverines.